Welcome to the second segment of the updated episode, a conversation with Carl Watkins and a discussion about Sounds of Sunday. Let's talk about your mission for a little bit, then we'll talk about how you got into radio and Sounds of Sunday and those type of things. Um, did you have any experience on your mission that sticks out to you or something like that? The most spiritual experience you had or something? Yeah, I did. And it was in my second area. I was trained in Eureka, Montana, which is up by the Canadian border. Actually, in a little place called Fortine is where we live. What was your mission called, real quick? The West Central States Mission. And which included what? Montana, Idaho? It took in all of Montana, northern Wyoming, a little part of eastern Idaho, and western North Dakota and western South Dakota and Shadron, Nebraska. Oh, wow. It was, it was the largest stateside mission in the church. Wow. And one transfer was from Blackfoot to Mandan, North Dakota, and that was about a thousand miles. Oh, and so that's his, how large the mission was. Wow, interesting. Okay, yeah. so go ahead. Oh, what? So the spiritual experience I had was in Columbia Falls. It was my second area, and we met a couple of girls uh, by referral from uh, the Lovells in our in our war in our branch. It wasn't a ward; it was a branch. And the Lovell family suggested that we talk to their babysitter, a Janet Thurston was her name. And she had a sister named Marge. And I remember going Not over Marge to her Simpson. house. Say that again. Not Marge Simpson from the Simpsons. No, 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 no. <laughs> Margie or Marge. Yeah. Marge Thurston. And so we went over to her house and we were able to get discussions going with the girls. They were, you know, interested. And so we went over to, um, I think another family in the, in the, in the, in the branch, the Avery's. And we taught first discussion to Janet and Marge together. Now, Janet was pretty disturbed by what we said, Marge. She gave us the answers we wanted to hear, but I don't think she felt them too much. You know, she was happy and cozy with it, but Janet had just been baptized. And I think the Methodist church. Oh, and when, when we made it known to her that Joseph Smith said he was, you know, restored the gospel and the priesthood. <clears throat> this basically said that all the other clergy did not have any authority to baptize. And she was disturbed by that because I think she knew it was true. Huh. So we knew that she was, uh, I, I knew anyway, that she was very uh, um, uh, believing of what we said. And <clears throat> pardon me, on one particular occasion, We'd given her like uh, two discussions, and we'd given her a Book of Mormon to read. And then I found out I was being transferred to Livingston. And it was like on a Thursday or something like that, and Monday I was going to leave. So I called her up at her... Well, first of all, I had a, an intense prayer with the Lord early morning hours, probably until 2 o'clock. I was praying that I would have the opportunity... For, to see her gain a testimony of the church and also to be baptized before I left. How long did you pray? Probably off and on for a couple of hours. Oh, wow. Okay. And finally, at the end, I felt the Spirit confirm to me, yes, you will see her gain a testimony, and you will be there for her baptism. And I was oh. satisfied with that because I knew she would be baptized. I just wanted to be the one to, to do it because I felt so close to her, you know, that she was a you know, I felt I just really wanted this. And so anyway, 
the next morning she was babysitting. It was a Friday, I think. She was babysitting and I called her up and I says, Janet, I want you to read Alma 32. And so she made note Alma 32 in the Book of Mormon. And okay, thank you. So the next night, I think that night was Friday night. We had a discussion over at the Lovells. And I remember us getting into the third discussion, talking about, well, have you prayed about the Book of Mormon to know if it's true? And she lit up like a lamp. Yes, I did. I know it's true. I read what you told me to read. And she felt like she identified with what was written in Alma 32, uh, some parts of that story. And she, and she later told me that she, it's like the sun came onto her when she was babysitting and she felt this glow and this intense light come into her. Uh, it just seemed to happen. It's like, it doesn't think it was an accident. She knows that it was, it was true. The Book of Mormon was true when she read that. And I thought, well, that's wonderful. So we taught her the third and fourth discussions at that time. And the fourth discussion was a baptismal commitment. Now, Janet was 18. And I guess she was old enough to make her own decision on this. But the next night was Saturday night. And, and we were invited to her house. Her parents invited us over uh, for, for dinner. Well, that's good. And we're over there having dinner. And then at the end of dinner, I motioned to Janet, you want to tell your dad? What? That you received an answer. And she didn't know what I was talking about. She thought I was talking about baptism. And I think I was talking about uh, giving the discussions in their house, the fifth and sixth discussions. So we, were, uh, we weren't connecting on that one. But she thought I meant baptism. And so she said, okay, dad, I've been studying the Mormon church for a while now. I, I want to be baptized. And her dad's mouth fell open. Janet, like she was crazy. Like, what, have you, what are you doing? You just joined this Methodist church. And now you want to do this? And we just sat back and listened, us missionaries. We just sat back. We were, there were three of us there, had three missionaries there at that time. And then she went back to her purse, which was hanging on the wall, I think. And she pulled out the Book of Mormon we had given her. And she in tears said, Dad, if you read this and you prayed about it like I did, you would know it was true too. And he just kind of stunned. It was like a drama in the middle of their, in their, their living room. And I sat there, oh, my goodness, you know, what have I gotten her into? <laughs> you know. But that's yeah. what she had to do. That's what she had to do. Because um, finally, after, I don't know, a half hour of back and forth, and I love you, Dad. I mean, she didn't need his permission. She was 18, but she really wanted it. And so after a while, she, he came up to her and says, okay, if you really want this, and patted her on the back and loved her. I says, yeah, I will come to your baptism, and, you know, it's fine. So he went for it. And so later on, after that uh, exchange went on, we decided to go over to Averill's and give her the fifth and sixth, sixth discussions. Probably best because they, weren't, they didn't know anything about, you know, the church is uh, forming or anything like that. First and second discussions is where you need to begin. And the fifth discussions on the plan of salvation and the sixth discussions on the law of tithing at that time. Yeah. So the next day was church in our, in our branch. And that afternoon, uh, I was privileged to baptize Janet. What just, year was this? 1960, uh, 60, uh, come on, 66. Was it in the summer or the winter or what? 
No, it was like in August. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was at the end of summer. Oh. And I remember, yeah, it was 66 uh, August 28th, I think it was. And, and where I was trans- in Montana was this? Uh, Columbia Falls. Okay. Interesting. I Do you know if she's still around today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm in touch with Janet. Let me oh, tell you the okay. rest of the story. So I get transferred. To, we went to a fireside that night. Uh, at the elders, we took her over to a fireside in Whitefish. And from Whitefish, I, you know, that's the last time I really saw her or was with her. Came back to Columbia Falls. I was transferred Monday the next day. So I went to Livingston. And that Christmas, uh, Christmas of 1966, I sent their family an illustrated Book of Mormon to read. And while I was gone, I mean, different parts of my mission, I think Marge, she started, she was hanging with her Catholic friends and she had a boyfriend that was Catholic. And then later on, they broke up or something. And she found herself walking over to the branch that Sunday to join Janet in sacrament meeting. And at that point, Marge became very interested in the church. A year later, my cousin, Joyce Colson, who was out there, she came out on the mission right after I did in the same mission of all things. And she got transferred to Kalispell, which was just north of Columbia Falls. And I told her about Janet and Marge and so forth. And, and so she was able to go up to Columbia Falls and teach her discussions to Marge. Marge gave, gave her the rest of the discussions, which ended up with Marge getting baptized. And two weeks later, her mother was baptized. Wow. So the three of them joined the church. Then Marge kind of had wild days as a teenager. I think she was probably 17 at that time. And then she repented. Like that came, country song, Wilder Days. I don't, yeah, you know, teenagers make mistakes. Of course. And I'm not sure exactly what she all did exactly. I don't think she got in terrible trouble or anything, but it seems like she got involved in drugs or something. I can't remember what it was. But then she came back in full faith, and she served a mission to France. Marge went on a mission. I think it was France where she went. Maybe it wasn't France. Maybe it was Eastern States, French or something. But I'm in charge. I'm in touch with Marge today and she's just fine. She's living up in Canada with her husband who'd been on a mission. And um, she's a sweetheart, Marge is. And Janet lives down in Arizona. She met a wonderful man. I think they have 13 kids, 12 or 13 kids or something. Oh my gosh. Together? Uh, with her husband. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, what, cause you, hear yeah, about yeah. The... I think she, yeah, wow. she bore all the children herself. Yeah. Well, that's good. Thank you for listening to the second segment of the updated episode, a conversation with Carl Watkins and a discussion about sounds of Sunday.